Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, December 2nd edition, brought to you by Fresh Clean Teas. I am joined by none other than Fightful.com founder, owner, You've never seen his face before. <laughs> Technically, I don't think I've ever seen your face before. No, I feel like I should be wearing a Bucha mask or something for this. I have one around here. I have a Rey Mysterio mask somebody gave to me. I'm sure you do. I do. So it's been a while. It had been a while, rather, before Fightful.com, since you had been in the, the wrestling news game. What motivated you yep. to bring back Fightful.com besides seeing my work and saying, we got to build a site around this guy? I was going to say, I heard about this rock star. And uh, he wasn't available, so then I contacted you. <laughs> I, you you did get Vince Russo for a while. Though. I did, I did. He was he was tremendous. I uh, you know what I I got to say I've been looking forward to doing this with you for a couple of reasons. The first reason is that anybody that you know the internet age, a lot of people are going to relate to what I'm saying. You and I talk every single day. Uh, we have since July. We have never met in person. We have never done a face to face video thing like this before. It's weird and cool, I guess, at the same time. So I was, I was looking forward to, to doing this with you for that reason. The other reason is that you are the only guy I know personally who has three words in his name. And yeah. I, was, I, was, I was literally trying to think of who else do I know. I, so I know that there was like Jonathan Taylor Thomas that did uh, the Tim Allen show. Uh, I'm a fan of the Edmonton Oilers. They have a player named Ryan Nugent Hopkins. You're the only one I know personally. So I, I was looking forward to talking to the guy with three words in his name. So. You're close. You have two capital letters in your last name, right? That's because I'm Dutch, Sean. You're Dutch. That's I don't reason. know anything about that. That's really- now that's by design. I used to hate my middle name. That's actually my middle name. And somebody said it's more memorable if you go by all three. And I was like, you know what? It is. Well, so, no, so that, then, then you know the Japanese think that your dad is related to Bob Sapp. So there's they do, they do. My dad has. Did you see that on the podcast? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. 
I want to dude. point out one other thing too. So a couple of weeks ago, WWE was in Canada and you made a point of asking me, what's this Timmy Hortons thing that uh, Enzo Amore keeps talking about? So yeah. there you go. I got my Tim Hortons coffee. Yeah, I had no idea what that was. It's an institution. Like I, I was like, what? The, and how much time did Enzo spend in Canada to know that? Well, I mean, I'm sure he's traveled there a few times. Oh, so probably. he had to figure it out. You literally can't go anywhere in Canada without having a, a Tim Hortons. And uh, I, maybe you can get arrested if you don't go to I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty successful thing in, in Canada. You literally might be the only American I've spoken to that didn't know what that was. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I, I grew up. And as a child, I was a fan of the Toronto Blue Jays. That was my little league right. team, and they were successful when I was a child. Right. So Toronto has always been a place I'm like, oh, that, that seems like a cool place I'd like to travel. Not much of a traveler. But I was always like, ah, Toronto, that'd be cool. Didn't know a damn thing about Tim Hortons. Well, don't know what it is. Don't forget I told you, as soon as we hit our goals, I'm going to bring true. you to Toronto. Going to hook you up with Showdown Joe. Might even bring Alex in. So if you'd quit getting us banned from things, then maybe we <laughs> maybe we could. Yeah, Google's not a fan of Fightful.com right now. We're working on it. We're working on it. We'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there. there. We'll get there. Yep. Alex, Alex has a kid on the way. I do too. Oh my gosh, you do too. Oh, I'm gonna be working so much from like February <laughs> to June. It's gonna be insane. No, you might actually get text messages from me at like three in the morning saying, Hey, do you want to do a podcast? <laughs> I'll probably be up. Yeah. <laughs> Alex and I both will probably be up. Yeah. Either either way, guys, submit your questions to to myself, to uh, Jimmy Van. But Jimmy, you were involved in wrestling news as far back as the nineties. Yeah. I uh, I had a site called JimmyVan.com that we launched in ninety seven. Uh, had that until about two thousand five or so. The uh, dot com bubble burst, as I'm sure you know, in two thousand one, and kicked my ass. And so I had to get a regular job, and I got into the advertising world, and now I can afford to run a site like, or to own a site, sorry, not to run a site, to own a site like Fightful.com. You do some running. If I have any errors, you, you're quick to point them out. I thankfully. try. I, well, I got help. Thankfully. I got help. As you know, I got like a whole team that helps me out. But They're uh, awesome, too. But they're pretty good. But yeah, whenever Sean hits me up on uh, you know a Saturday night because I know he needs my assistance for something, I try to do the best I can to help out, but you're, you're doing a pretty, pretty damn good job. I'm not going to put you over too much. Cause again, you're going to ask for a raise, but you're doing pretty good. These guys, uh, like, well, I've mentioned this on the podcast before for, for years, people were like, Sean, when are you starting your own site? And I'm like, you guys don't understand what goes into that. I can't do that. I'm not in that place. I was like, perfect situation would be if somebody came along and they said, we want you to run this site and here's a team to put it together. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's too bad that the uh, Canadian dollar is taking a shit kicking against the U.S. dollar right now. But uh, hey, I got I have six Canadian dollars downstairs. Actually, you might start getting paid in Canadian dollars. Oh no, please don't! <laughs> I got paid in British pounds at one point. That's good for you. Yeah, it was. It was pretty good for me. Uh, our own Carlos Toro asks. Uh, by the way, guys, submit your questions to us. We'll get to them. When did you get the idea for Fightful, and how did you get started on working to launch the site? Uh, so here's one thing that I've learned over the last three months, and I really hope that there are some like MMA fans watching this that are not wrestling fans because I'd like to know if they agree or not. I was a wrestling fan that became a fan of MMA, very much I think like yourself. 
And so when I decided, you know what, now I've got the resources and, you know, I kind of, we're building a bunch of content sites, as you know, and Fightful is one of them. And so when I decided I want to get back into this, because I was now an MMA fan on top of being a wrestling fan, I wanted to include both. Uh, And you've seen it a lot. I mean, The Observer covers MMA. Uh, Most of the wrestling outlets now, I think, on some level cover MMA just because the popularity of wrestling has declined a bit and the popularity of MMA has, has increased. But I've noticed that a lot of MMA fans, not only do they not like wrestling, they hate, hate wrestling. Whereas a lot of wrestling fans, even if they're not MMA fans, they at least respect it. So that is something I did not anticipate when we started this site. I thought thought people were going to see a crossover site. Oh, that's cool. I like wrestling and I like MMA and I'll check them both out. Uh -uh, There's a lot of MMA people that hate, hate pro wrestling. So we're trying to we're trying to accommodate them, as you know, and create different pages and and all that. But so that's yeah, where that's, the idea came from because I was a fan myself. Yeah, that's why. We, yeah, I believe you registered a couple new domains, and uh, we we do our own sections for MMA, wrestling, boxing on the site. That way, if people want to get all the all the news, they can get all the news. If they just want wrestling or MMA or boxing, they can get that as well. Right. So uh, I gotta say this. Somebody asked me, what's the best headline you've ever written, Sean? Yesterday, let me let me pull it up right here. December 1st. John Jones jokes that he needed a Cialis because of his huge wiener. Probably my favorite headline. How many times did you put the name Sean or I'll stop in that headline by mistake? And then because you just, you just wanted to see what it looked like. But then you deleted it and put the real name in there. <laughs> Uh, I don't need Cialis, not yet. <laughs> I don't know if it if it has all the, the the effects that USADA claims that it does. Maybe I do. Well, apparently the issue is he took a fake Cialis. Yeah, in a in a very questionable. It was produced in a very questionable lab, and he thinks that they were mixing stuff up right beforehand that had the tainted supplement in it. That's a tough break. That's a real tough break. He essentially lost two and a half years of his prime. Because of just just complete being a complete idiot. I mean, you th- it's a bummer. You think he would have enough money to afford the real thing? I think Rogan actually said that to him. Don't you? You know, haven't you made enough that you can afford the real thing? But yeah. uh, he's he's a young guy. He needed help. Somebody probably had some you know Chinese Cialis, and now he's out for two years. Good for him. He said that he was like, well, he's out for about. Yeah, Seven I, more months now. I know, but he's he already missed time before that sure. fight, and the only know, fight so. for two and a half years that he'll have had was Ovent Saint Peru, who he said was one of his toughest fights because he does a lot of film study, and he said that Ovent Saint Peru doesn't even know what he's going to do, so it's hard for John Jones to know what Ovent Saint Peru is going to do. Right, it's kind of interesting because even a lot of the best fighters have some of the most predictable tendencies, but yeah, that John Jones interview, it was. It was interesting. You you watched it, didn't you, Jimmy? I caught man. You and I were talking while that while it was going on, and I give him a lot of credit for doing it. You know, because uh, obviously there were a lot of question marks, and he's got an asterisk, I guess, when it comes to his legacy because of all this. But I, I still think that if he can clean himself up, he's only twenty nine. If he can clean himself up, I think he's going to go down as one of the best ever. He's he's if you look yeah. at the level of guys that he took on and defeated and defeated decisively, he's got to be one of the best ever. It's it's a who's who. I think he's, I mean he's he's done a lot of stuff out of the cage. It's really really dumb. But 
thus far he's he's not labeled well he's labeled a cheater when he pokes people in the eyes and stuff like that but yeah he was absolved of of cheating in, in this instance we have a question from graham williams who produces those awesome matt riddle sean ross sap posters that oh, we've been yeah he did one for Dallas Buyers Club. Unfortunately, I am Matthew McConaughey with AIDS, so <laughs> Matt will be happy about that. That's the first thing I thought of when I first met you. I was like, hey, he looks like Matthew McConaughey with AIDS. With AIDS. <laughs> Do you think that NXT signing a popular indie talent will eventually lead to a modern-day equivalent of the death of the territories, or do you think the indies, Ring of Honor, TNA, will survive, Jimmy? I think they'll survive. I, I think the territorial system is dead. I don't consider Ring of Honor a territory. Yeah. I feel like the, the territorial system has been dead for forever already. I think that uh, Ring of Honor, they have healthy backing. Uh, they have quite a few television stations. So I don't think they're going anywhere. I mean, I know a lot, a lot of contracts are coming due from Ring of Honor, and uh, TNA and WWE are looking to scoop some of those guys up. But I think that they, they got a pretty healthy backing. If anything, I'd almost look at them as being that they have a healthier backing than TNA does. Absolutely. Well, speaking of TNA's backing, Anthem is a fellow Canadian they company. They are a Toronto company. Yes, they are. What do you think that will mean for TNA moving forward? Because we have our first real tapings with them in control coming up in just over a month. I don't know what Anthem's thinking. I, I know that the guy that owns Anthem has a lot of money. He's got family money. Uh, and so I guess he can afford to sink a few million bucks into this thing. I don't know how they plan to make money off of this. They already lost the UK contract. There's a lot of rumors that they might lose the India contract. Uh, that would be killer for them. And, and let's say that he gets the tape library because they do own the Fight Network, which is uh, it's a pay channel in Canada. I don't even get it because I just don't choose to pay for it. But uh, I just don't know how they plan to make a lot of money with that library unless they're going to turn around and try to flip it to WWE. So if anything, I guess they'll be able to keep TNA afloat, but I don't know if they plan to, you know, turn this into uh, the next big wrestling franchise. Yeah, I think the Indies, I think, yeah, the territorial system is dead. Indies will still be around. Like, Flow yeah. Slam may help some of those companies survive. Like, who's to say Billy Corgan won't start up a company next week with his own money that he was going to spend on TNA, lure some of those TNA guys away, and then end up, end up on Flow Slam? I think Billy Corgan needs to let it go. Yeah, he probably let does. it go. It's, wrestling is such a tough business. I used to promote indies in uh, in Ontario, Canada, years ago. Granted, not anywhere to the level of, uh, of a Billy Corgan or a TNA, but it was a money pit. And we even had guys that did well, as you know. Bobby Roode worked for us. Eric Young worked for us. Angelina Love used to do stuff for us. Uh, it was a money pit. It's very, very difficult if you don't have TV. Jeff Jarrett has seen that. How tough it is. And so Billy Corgan, I know he's a fan, and I know that he seems to have this desire to run a, a wrestling company. He's got to just just move along, make an album, let it go, bud. I agree with that. Uh, it, it, it is a shame for him because the, the wrestlers, all of them that I spoke to, unanimously wanted him. Which, I mean, you know what? If me or you showed up there, they'd probably be like, anybody but Dixie? Okay, we're on board. I think so. I, th- I think that Dixie, I, I think it was Corgan that said yesterday that he actually thinks she's smart and she was working everybody. Uh, no, he's giving her too much credit. She, she, she's not a business person. She was a wrestling fan that had her father's money. And I'm not here to disparage anybody. I just kind of tell it the way I see it. And uh, she, had, she was a PR rep for Jeff Jarrett. She had her daddy's money and kept the company afloat for a while doing that. She's not a business person. I, I appreciate her passion. 
because she definitely she, she's a business person. She's just a horrible business person. <laughs> I guess I suppose you could say that, but uh, she's not the one to run it. And and if she now is going to own, I think it's five percent when they get this deal done. I guess we're going to see what happens. I can't see her wanting to be very hands off, even if she's only got a small percentage of this thing, because she just enjoys it. I think she enjoys being on television and she enjoys, you know, that celebrity. So yeah. uh, we'll see what happens. Two and a half, two and a half years ago, they could have sold for a profit. Right. Isn't that crazy? Right. Two and a half years ago. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, Carlos also asked favorite fight, either boxing, MMA or wrestling you've ever seen. Ooh. Oh my God. That's such a generic question. Uh, okay. Favorite, favorite, uh, favorite fight, boxing fight actually has to be Mike Tyson. This is, and this was a nothing fight, but I could watch it a thousand times. Mike Tyson. And I believe it was Joe Frazier's kid was his name, Orlando Frazier. And when, when Tyson hit an uppercut, the guy's feet actually left the ground when he hit the uppercut, go back in YouTube and look for that. It's one of my favorite knockouts ever. So even though it was a nothing fight, I love that fight. And uh, in terms of wrestling, I'm an old school guy, Sean. I'm older than you by more years than I care to admit. So I got to say Savage and Steamboat because I'm an old school guy and I've always loved that match. And I, yeah. I could watch that match a thousand times over. I would have to say my favorite boxing fight was probably Fernando Vargas and Oscar De La Hoya. You sure you're not going to say was... Ward and Kovalev? Because uh, weren't, you, weren't you big on that event a couple weeks ago? It was a good fight. I liked it. You actually watch yeah. it? Yeah, I watched it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, of course I watched it. I'm an editor of a boxing site, Jimmy. <laughs> is that the first time? Not like the owner that just skips events. Is that the first time you've ever said editor of a boxing site? Yeah, it really yeah, is. Because I, I don't write a whole lot of boxing stuff. Carlos and Darren Doyle do that. Right. Um, favorite wrestling match? Probably either the first Shawn Michaels Undertaker WrestleMania match or a personal favorite, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles, TNA Unbreakable 05. That was the first TNA pay-per-view I ever bought, and I was like, whoa, what is, what's happening to my eyes? It's awesome. Are you, also, are you sure it's not a situation where your brain tells you that it was awesome because it was the first pay-per-view that you ever bought, so you kind of put the two together? That was a five-star match. It was awesome. Okay, was okay. Let, let's talk about this for a second. Who rates these matches? Where does this five-star stuff come from? Nobody that matters. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Because I hear that sometimes, like sometimes even on the site, they say, oh, that match was four and a half stars. According to who? Four and a, who, who, who says that? Fightful.com. Fightful.com. That was a good answer. <laughs> Mark Hunt versus Bigfoot Silva won. That was probably my favorite MMA fight. Like, they just slugged each other in the face for 25 minutes straight and somehow mm-hmm. stayed awake. I don't know how that happened. Um, well, I know how it happened because Bigfoot Silva was on TRT back then and he probably needed it. But... I wonder if Mark Hunt tried to get his purse after that fight. Yeah, that's it's so weird to me that he's like, I went out of the UFC because of steroids. And I'm like, buddy, what do you think you're walking into? Yeah. Do you, you think that if you go fight Fedor in Bellator or Shane Carwin in Ryzen, uh, all due respect to our boy Showdown Joe who does the commentary there, uh, they're going to be on some stuff. Mm. I mean, Fedor could probably be on every everything imaginable, and Mark Hunt would still probably knock him out at this point. Yes. But uh, Carwin, I think Carwin's still a tough one. You know, yeah. I think he's still a tough one. The Mark Hunt thing, well, the- you know what Mark Hunt needs? Mark Hunt needs somebody to start to try to create a union, Sean. That's what he needs. Well, or or the Fighters Association. Or the Fighters, right, the Fighters yeah. Association, yeah. Because yeah. they make sure to classify themselves as uh, 
not a union. Uh, somebody asked if we think that Floyd versus Connor will ever, ever actually happen. I like Matt Riddle's idea that if it does happen, it'll probably happen in a WWE ring. That's a possibility, but uh, UFC would still have to agree to that, right? Yeah, I think they owe WWE a little favor, though, from UFC 200. Yeah, but would they? Would, obviously, that would be a big moneymaker for WWE. UFC would probably mm-hmm. want their, their piece of that. Oh, sure, sure. So I, I still do not think it's going to happen. I think that McGregor got this boxing license because he's boxing license because he's just, you know, he's just leveraging. Yeah, he's playing the strings a little bit. I don't think it's going to happen. He should. I think whoever whoever told him to do that, that's brilliant. I think so, too. Maybe, maybe he read that article that you linked there the other day from May where they suggested that he do that. Hey, you know. Somebody asked if we were excited for Final Battle 2016 tonight. Well, I had plans that got canceled, so I'm watching Final Battle, so I guess I am excited. I mean, it's bigger than WrestleMania, Sean. Yeah, that's what Cody Rhodes says. <laughs> Jeez, man. Like, I get it. He got screwed over a little, a little bit. He, he was pretty over for a, a couple of different times, but that ain't bigger than WrestleMania. I, uh, I'm probably going to miss that one, so I'll make sure to check out the site to see how things are going. Yeah, live coverage of that tonight from Ryan Cook, uh, guys. Also, while that's going on, David Tease has coverage of Bellator tomorrow night, coverage of Ultimate Fighter 24 and Bellator Sunday night, coverage of uh, WBTLC, which we'll be talking about shortly. Lots of stuff this weekend on the site. Also up on the site right now, John Morehouse has a really nice feature about TLC 2011. Jimmy, do you remember that picture that got posted? It had Cody Rhodes, Daniel Bryan, Punk, Ryder, Beth Phoenix, Evan Bourne, Kofi Kingston. They all had Revolution. Yeah, I, I remember that photo. And quite, I'm, I'll be completely honest. I saw it on the site this morning, and the first thing that went through my mind was Kofi and uh, Matt Bourne were tag team champions. Yeah. I actually completely forgot. Yeah, they were a dope-smoking duo, those two. Yeah. Yeah. Those Wait, no, days. it was it was uh, R-Truth and Evan Bourne who were the dope-smoking duo. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Kofi Kingston and Zack Ryder are still in the WWE. Nobody else is, at least on the active roster. Man, it, one of them's in prison. Yeah. That's crazy. So, did you, apparently, Matt Seidel had been doing this, bringing in liquid cannabis repeatedly to Japan. Somebody found out. And they ratted him out, and Customs was waiting on him. and just tossed him in prison. Damn. I mean, I guess he probably should have known he was getting into. He was going to Japan. Yeah. You know, at least he wasn't going to, to Thailand or something. He would have ended up in prison for 40 years. But uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure he's learned his lesson on it. I hope so. He's supposed to be released, I think, Monday. I think Monday. What do you make of Bjorn Rebney being involved in this fighters association? Uh, he's got ulterior motives, I think. I, I think that when I, I, I mean, obviously, you, you and I knew that something was happening because Joe would talk to GSP and sure. and GSP. And, and let me say first off, I really believe that the Reebok deal is the catalyst for this. Yeah, I, I think that before, and then obviously the acquisition kind of put them over the top when they got four billion dollars for the company. But uh, I think that GSP. He wanted to come back to the company. He was losing a lot of money on the Reebok deal. He was very public about it. Wanted them to make it up in his show money. They didn't want to do it. Next thing you know, everybody's disgruntled about the Reebok deal. And, and Fabrice Overdoom's posting that tweet. And everybody's very public about it. And now, next thing you know, there's a trade association. I think Rebney, yeah, he's got ulterior motives, I think. Because 
he has no place there at all. And his reputation, if you remember the Eddie Alvarez contract situation. Oh, yeah. He was not exactly for the fighter in that situation. So he's got he, he's got a hand in there someplace, I think. I, I really like the idea of it, but I think it's going to be very difficult to get off the ground. A lot of people have compared it to a drug kingpin, then changing his ways and working for the FBI. I can kind of see that, but, I mean, some of the stuff we've heard about Bjorn Rebney's personal life in the past, it's like, man, I don't know if a guy like that can change his stripes. I, I've been working on a long-form feature, and like, like I mentioned the other day, I don't like to really reveal those until, like, the day that they release. But I've been working on one about how fighters compare Scott Coker to Bjorn Rebney. Uh the, the reception to Bjorn Rebney, universally negative among fighters. And I'm talking dozens of fighters. This isn't a small sample size. Yeah. It's not like I talked to three people. I mean like two or three dozen fighters that were like, yeah, Bjorn Rebney was terrible to work with. I think so. I, didn't I, King Mo I compare him to, to Don King? Yeah. I mean, that's, that says a lot right there. You know, I, and I got, you know, I, I looked at a guy like GSP because some of those fighters – uh, they haven't made a ton of money. They might not necessarily have the best representation. GSP's been around. I mean, that guy's got – he's got the resources. I question why he would allow a guy like Rebney to come in unless, again, Rebney just said all the right things. But we'll see what happens. He claims he's not, he claims he's not being paid, too. I mean, they just, they just made the announcement. Yeah. So who knows what his plan is if they if they were to, to to be successful in getting the UFC to increase their percentage and they're not going to be successful. But let's say that they were successful, maybe then he's going to look to dip his hand in the pot. He's got nothing else going on, right? That's no. true. Jay Fonseca says, "Speaking of dope, I can't wait to eat my weed brownie while I'm watching Final Battle tonight." <laughs> is he watching? Is he? Is I guess he's not going to be doing that with Matt Riddle because Matt Riddle's in China. Oh yeah, Matt Riddle will go to jail. <laughs> If he, he, he risked but you prosecution, he would go to, do to our jail. Podcast. He'd go to jail, but he'd still be doing the podcast, I guarantee you. He'd find a way. He would. He would. Uh, somebody says, is there a podcast for tonight? No, I'm going to cover Final Battle after Showdown Joe and I do our show because there aren't a lot of high-level fights on the, the UFC shows, so I figured I'd lump them into one. Um, somebody says, who's likely to win the 2017 Royal Rumble match? Ooh. Um, you know what? I could see it being Seth Rollins and then him and Hunter having their match at Mania. I could see that happening because it's it seems like that's the direction they're going is Seth and, and Hunter at WrestleMania. So this is one of those years where there's no clear cut person to me that that can win the Royal. Well, even when there is a clear cut person that should win it, they go the opposite route. Okay, here's a question for you, Sean. I would like to know how your post-pay-per-view review show would go if number 30 hits, Triple H's music hits, he comes out as the 30th man, he dumps Seth Rollins out, and he wins the Royal Rumble. How would you feel about that? Uh, I, don't know. I don't think I'd feel very good, but I mean, I'd have to really see where the story goes. But two years in a row, Triple H winning the Royal Rumble. The year before that, Batista wins the Royal Rumble. Right. I can't remember the last time the fans actually – now, when I say the fans, I'm really generalizing people, and I hate to do that. When the majority of fans got what they want. Now, I'm not talking about a baby face by WWE standards winning. I'm like, got what they want. Right. Uh, maybe Edge. And even then, nobody knew he was going to show up that night. So going into that show, it's like, did they want that? 
it's it. We're talking a long, long time because they passed on the Daniel Bryan thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and it's so funny because a couple years ago, when Daniel Bryan didn't win the Royal Rumble, the crowd really, really wanted Roman Reigns to win. Had he won that night, we may be talking about a different Roman Reigns here. Right. Right. It's so weird. Yeah, I guess the other caveat to it, too, is that if Rollins were to win, then technically he gets a title shot, which means that Hunter would have to have the title, but they could always take it off yeah. him. Or he could always win the title himself and advance at the next show before Mania, and then Hunter gets a... a- you have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill a title shot i guess we'll see there's been rumors too i think about the shield right about the shield might do something at mania like a triple threat i wish they would have done a triple i wish they wouldn't have done that one at roadblock or whatever it was i think that should have been a wrestlemania main event first time happening match right because that that is a big one that's those are three stars that they have built well the good news is that most people forgot that that even happened so they could just go ahead and do it again. I mean, if you remember Hogan yeah. and Andre at WrestleMania three, Gorilla Monsoon sure. said uh, not only did he say Andre was in his prime, he said that <laughs> he said they had never wrestled before, and I think they wrestled like in eighty one or eighty two for mm-hmm. WWE. So they could just say, "Yeah, it never happened." First time with the Shield, never happened. Let's see. Somebody says, uh, "What motivated you all to start the Pro Series?" So yeah, we got this Pro Series thing going on now. Of course, Matt Riddle's involved. EC three. Uh, Jason Kincaid, who you will see break out. He broke out this year, but you'll see him a lot more in 2017. Deanna Peraza, who has wrestled everywhere. Ring of Honor, TNA, NXT over the last year. Uh, We wanted to give you, like, a look inside the mind of pro wrestlers, MMA fighters, and boxers. Like, you get people that have been in the business. We've had those. We've had people that that break down the business. But we wanted to give you people who actually – participate in the business they'll tell stories they'll lend their expertise they'll i i I, like when i was talking to ec3 about it he was like well what do you want me to write about and i said anything maybe you like flippy shit maybe you don't like flippy Mm -hmm. shit you want to talk about it have at it man all you ever do is talk about flippy shit i'm always telling you stop talking about the flippy shit yeah but you know what i mean it seems like talent today is more accessible than ever especially with wwe really being the only game in town and so it's, it's great for us because uh, there's a lot of people out there. Not only do they have a voice, but they also are looking to make, you know, some extra money. So it's a good idea. I can't take credit for it. It was yeah. all you. Good job. I hope they can write. If they can't write, I'm going to shit on you. But for now, good job. Hey, 
if they can't write, I'll just edit it to the point where they can write. That's true. So, you would do that. You would do that. I'm pretty good at that. I mean, there have been some people in my day who I've – I'll just say that. Not everybody writes their, their columns as an adult. This is true. Hell, I do some of the editing myself sometimes. I've told you. You do. You do. Um, WWE TLC Sunday. You excited for the show? Oh, am I ever? <laughs> I uh, okay, okay. I, <laughs> let me let, let me just say this. So I before we get into this, let me ask you, okay, what your opinion is on Ben Wong's debut? Ah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, is it Ben Wong or Wong or Ben Wang? Might be Ben Wang. Oh God, it's. There I think was, it's something else now. Has he wrestled since? Yeah. Oh, he has. Yeah, let me look. But they changed his name. So just for anybody that's that's watching, that's trying to figure out that reference, when Russo used to do the podcast with Sean, I used to Skype Sean all these really stupid questions because I wanted to see what Russo's uh, response was going to be or what his reaction was going to be. So one time I asked him, ask Russo uh, what he thought of Ben Wang's debut last weekend in wherever the hell they were, <laughs> Shanghai or something. Yeah. Oh, that killed me. Uh, yeah. Tyne... Tyan Bing, he wrestles pretty regularly. He has been for the last month. Good for him. I'm happy. I'm happy for him. Are you more excited to see him wrestle or to see WWE TLC? Um, okay, so I, I don't want to come off negative about WWE because I know that oftentimes a lot of your raw reviews and stuff, they come off negative because creative sure. is a little bit questionable. But uh, I'm one of these guys who, as you know, I've got a family. And there's only so many hours in a day and Monday night raw is already three hours. And then you got SmackDown for two hours on Tuesday. Very good chance. I'm going to be watching walking dead on Sunday night. Very good chance. Yeah. But, uh, but I will, I will, I always keep tabs on the shows. I always do. And I, and if uh, I heard that something good happened, I always go back and check it out. So I'm aware of everything that's happening and I'm aware of the matches, but I don't know if I'm going to be watching it live. My Sunday pay-per-view ritual is Watch the pay-per-view from 7 to 11. Do the yep. podcast 11 to 12. Right. I wake my wife up and we watch The Walking Dead. Because oh. she doesn't want to wait until the next day. So what did you think about Glenn in, in the first episode? Well, I read the comics a little bit. I'm not a big comic guy, but I read those for a while. So I, I knew it was a possibility, but hey, I mean, you know, The Walking Dead, they don't like to keep minorities around too long. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that's... Those are the breaks on that show. Uh, Sean, of, Sean said it. I didn't. Just it, want to make that true. clear. When's the last time they left like two or three black people on that oh, show? Oh, once again, Sean said it. I didn't. I did just. It's absurd. Make sure, that's clear. Speaking of political correctness, Jake, o Jake Connell says, "Why did Alex take the Enzo segment so out of context?" But what they said to Lana, it's a written show. He didn't take it out of context. Maybe he overreacted, but it was perfect. It was absolutely in context. Yeah, I, I'm one of these guys. I don't get offended by anything in wrestling ever. I don't really get offended by anything in life. And you and I, yeah. you and I have talked about it. I'm, I'm pretty laid back that way. Wrestling, Vince McMahon has always, you know, done things he shouldn't have done, written things he shouldn't have written. I think he uh, had a feud with God once. Which culminated an hour from my house, and I didn't go. Oh, there you, go. there you go. I'm sure you're disappointed. But uh, – I, I wasn't offended. I, I really don't think they've ever done anything to offend me. But at the same time, if they offended somebody else, you know, Alex is within his right to feel the way he feels. Sure. Fun fact, God entered that match to Brodus Clay's eventual theme song. Oh, is that right? 
Yeah. And what kind of ring, what kind of ring entrance did he have? Did he slide in under the bottom rope or did he like flip over the top or? (laughs) So they, they just had like this like lame theme. And then Vince McMahon's like, no, this isn't how we do it. We got to make your entrance WWE style. (laughs) And they had a big beaming light that hit the stage. And then Brodus Clay's, he was very little help to uh, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I don't get offended by a lot of stuff. I get more offended that people are so stupid that they say some of the things that they say. I'm like, I'm like, you didn't know better than to say that. That's what offends me. Not that people actually say it. There are some exceptions, but yeah. So basically, just general stupidity and lack of common sense is what you're saying. Oh yeah, I'm with you. I mean, there was once, there was once I was pretty offended and pissed off when Vince, uh, like, he insinuated that he had to let me and our viewers know that wrestling was a work. And I was like, Vince, you got to cut that shit out. That ain't true. Right. Not true. Uh, Other than that, you know, when somebody questions the integrity of me, our viewers or the site, then yeah, I'm a little offended, but that type of stuff doesn't bother me that much. They have targeted Lana for that type of thing quite a bit in the past, but I mean, to me, it's, 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 it's no worse than what they've done with other female performers. I think at other times, and if anything, and those they've done worse. Those weren't good. But they've done, I mean, you those mean, weren't good, but yeah. You remember the Katie Vick stuff? Oh, God. I mean, that was, that was absurd. I try to not remember the Katie Vick stuff. <laughs> yeah. Again, not, so offended, TLC, not offended, but it was stupid. The TLC. We have Heath Slater and Rhino defending against Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. What do you think of the new union between Bray Wyatt and Randy? Maybe it's not a union. Maybe it's an association between Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Oh, there you go. Okay, you're going to have to actually explain to me quickly how Randy Orton ended up with Bray Wyatt because I think I missed that one. I can't. He just oh. said, I'm with them. Just like that. That's it. Just like that. They feuded and he was like, can't beat him, join him. Right. There he is. But he did beat him, didn't he? On more than one occasion? I'm sure he did. Yeah. Everybody does. Yeah, I think I did a couple of weeks ago, yeah. So, so WWE, they tend to like to put two single stars together into a tag team and give them the titles. And uh, I look at this in a similar light. So they're probably going to win. I think Heath Slater's done great. And, and, you know, he was supposed to be a cast off and he ran with it and he's done awesome. But it's, it's the WWE formula. You take two single stars, put them together, put the belts on them. And then they're going to feud and probably, you know, either forfeit the titles or one's going to screw the other or whatever. I think the worst thing that could happen to Heath Slater was James Ellsworth. Because okay. James Ellsworth is the everyman now. Right. And he took, he took his before. comedic heat. Sure. Because you don't see a lot of that with Heath Slater anymore. He's been more serious in his backstage segments. Right. And I think Heath Slater is just supremely entertaining. He's great. He's great. Yeah, that guy is just – he knows his spot, and he embraces it, and he makes the best of it. Yeah, and, and unlike James Ellsworth, I can look at Heath Slater and not think that my wife could kick his ass – Whereas, you know, if James Ellsworth ever pissed me off, I would just look at my wife, who was pregnant, by the way, and just say, go get him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very true. Uh, I think the Wyatt family takes this. I do. Kalisto versus Baron Corbin in a chairs match. Uh, I'm not looking forward to this. I mean, they, they've got the chair to even up the odds for Kalisto, but. Man, this is Kalisto is just somebody I just don't care about. No, you, you, there's no reason for you to. I mean, they they tried to make him like their next Rey Mysterio, and it it, it just hasn't worked. If anything, the chairs mean that Baron's just going to hurt him a little bit. There's no way Baron loses this match. 
So he shouldn't uh, have ever lost to Ziggler in the first place. Right. He shouldn't have lost by now. That's right. That's right. Nikki Bella versus Carmella. Did you see the shiner Carmella had? I saw a photo. That was real. Yeah. And when did that happen? I guess on SmackDown. Okay. Okay. Uh, you sure that wasn't from Cast Off the Road? I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Oh come on! I didn't. I'm joking. I'm joking. You're gonna get offensive messages. We're gonna get a lawsuit. A lot? No, there's not gonna be any lawsuit. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Who's who? Do you think is gonna win? Probably Nikki Bella. Yeah, she's the one they're pushing. Carmella's not gonna be hurt by losing to Nikki Bella. Probably gonna right. be Nikki. Right. Ms. Dolph Ziggler ladder match. Now, I'm tired of seeing these two wrestle, but I say that, and then every time they do, they go out and they have an awesome match. So I'm excited to see what they pull off, and it's supposedly the last time they're going to wrestle, at least in this series of matches. Who you got? Okay, let me ask you a question. Let's say that we were in 1989, and let's say that uh, Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat wrestled 72 times in a row. By the 70th match, would you be looking forward to it, even though you know it's going to be good because they just had 69 other good matches? Would you be looking forward to it by match 70? Probably not. So that's kind of the way I look at it. I, I know these guys know how to work together, and they're both uh, you know, they're both quick and agile, and I'm sure it's going to be a good match. But we've seen it so many times before that I don't care who wins. I, if, if, I mean, if it was me, I would pick The Miz. I think that Maurice has really re, uh, rejuvenated his career. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's amazing. I mean, they've, they've been working for how many years together? A lo- uh, well, it depends. Who, Miz and Ziggler? Miz and Ziggler. Oh, gosh, forever. Yeah, yeah. So. What are the odds? I, you know what? If, if there were Vegas odds, I would probably go put down my next pay on Kane versus Luke Harper being added to this show. I can arrange that. Mm. Do you want me to hook that up? I'll, you just say the word. It'll get done. I might want to. It depends on what kind of line they'd give me. It'd be on the, it'd be on the uh, pre-show. Right? Oh, sure. Of course. It'd be on the pre-show. Do you yeah. want to throw like an extra wager on whether it's on the pre-show or if it's, say, the opening match of the actual show? Mm, no. No, I don't. Uh, uh. Okay. Maybe off air we'll talk about it and – there's oh, that, that UK site does wrestling betting. You're not right? supposed to take everything so literally. I listen and pay attention to everything, Sean. Everything. Get one of those betting sites to sponsor us. There we go. Get free bets, maybe. I would get draft beast, but we don't cover wrestling yet. So <sighs> needs to happen. MMA and pro wrestling, I think we can make happen. Yeah, MMA's in the works. Pro wrestling, uh, not so much. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss. Alexa has been awesome. She's been really good. But Becky Lynch seems like the one that that they're pushing. I've got a funny comment for you after this, but Becky Lynch seems like the one they have firmly just planted as their top woman. I actually really like Becky Lynch a lot. I, I think that splitting the four horsewomen has been great for her, uh, putting her off on essentially her show and having the other three kind of have at it on, on Raw. It's been fantastic for her. I really like her, and I think that uh, – if you're looking at a, a woman to carry the SmackDown division, I think she's a better fit than Alexa Bliss. So going to go with Becky Lynch. Yeah, I think so too. I think eventually in time, Alexa could probably be that girl. Uh, she has just improved so much over the last year. Uh, somebody asks, if you are in a space station, Jimmy. 
Uh, <laughs> so quick story about this. Uh, I should just say, yes, I am. But uh, Sean knows this. It has taken us weeks to get this together. So I, I have a, a company and I have an office and this is a, a new little space that we just took over. It's taken us weeks to get this to work. Matter of fact, we almost didn't go on the air today because I had three different people trying to get the webcam to work and couldn't get it going. But uh, no, this is a, uh, a lovely little office in my space here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. That's all I got. Who is the current Aware Ads Best of the Best champion? Um, probably me because I created the belt. So you got like a Ted DiBiase deal going with that. Yeah, well, except I never put it on the line, you know, so I, I, I make sure, sure I – this is why I told you the other day when you said that you wanted a bro championship, I said, dude. Yeah. I can make that happen. <laughs> well, see, the thing with that is I got to battle like – Matt Riddle, Vince Russo, Zack Ryder, Robbie E, all these people. And I'm not even known for bros. And it's like, if if I'm championing a championship being made, I want it to be something I can actually hold. I'm a glory hog. Let me ask you this. Are you familiar with how in some sports, I know that hockey does this, where they have a, a helmet or something, and then when the team wins the game, they pick the MVP of the team and they get to wear that helmet for, for after the yeah. game? What if I get a bro title created? But then you have to come up with some kind of a competition because obviously you're not going to get into a wrestling ring with Matt Riddle more than likely. Come up with some kind of a competition for you and Matt Riddle and maybe Vince Russo and Zack Ryder and whoever does the best job gets to hold on to that title belt until the next one. Funny story. Somebody contacted me about possibly booking a match between myself and Vince Russo months ago. No way. Yeah. I don't think Vince can work though. Uh, well, he'd, he'd probably suffer a concussion on the first bump. Probably. I, you know, I, I could, I could he, totally he said, get that done. I could get that done. He said, I'll do it, but I'm going over. Of course you are. Oh man. Um, yeah. So, so has anybody like, is Lindsay going to run in there and roll you up for the aware ads championship? Like at any moment? Oh, so is this now like the 24 seven hardcore title? Is that what it you're comparing be. it to? We have one of those at the gym that I go to, and the rule is it's on the line all the time inside the gym except when class is going because they don't want people interrupting class and trying to so do how it. Often, yeah. how often has it actually changed hands? I have been the champion for two years now because I rarely go to the damn gym. So uh, you're one of you're one of those. Hey, you know. Uh, well, you know what? I got to keep. I it. tried to get Lindsay to come on camera, but she wouldn't do it. She got shy all of a sudden. So, so if, if, if she's not going to do it, then that means the belt stays with me. That's true. That's a good point. Um, AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, TLC match. I think they're going to pull out all the stops here. I think it'll be probably a pretty fun match. But much like Becky Lynch, AJ Styles seems like the guy oh, yeah. on SmackDown. Styles has been awesome. I was never a big AJ Styles fan. I, I always respected his ability, but I was never a big fan. And uh, he's really won me over because I knew he had the in-ring, but uh, – his ability to, to cut promos and, you know, the facial expressions. And he's done a really, really good job. I almost feel like they want to go with Ambrose to keep it going. Uh, because who, who else really is there? If he were to, to beat Ambrose, who would be next for AJ Styles for the title? Well, Cena's back in at the end of December, but he could be leaving That's again. That's right. He's going to be leaving again. So would that make much sense? And, and they already did that. And Cena left the, the, the armband in the ring. I don't know. I, I feel like they're going to go with Ambrose to keep it going because they have limited options, but uh, the Ellsworth thing has kind of played itself out, I think. 
Yeah, and they just signed him to a deal. It's so yeah. weird that they wait until it plays out, then they sign him to a deal. Yeah, it's good for him, and I and I, I think that he he tells a really good story as far as you know if if you take advantage of an opportunity because he did he took advantage of an opportunity, but uh, yeah, it's I think he's going to be future endeavored you know by the new year. Somebody asked what we think Kane will be doing at WrestleMania 33. I think he'll be in the Battle Royal. Battle Royal. That's the only place for Kane. He's going to be yep. in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and he's not going to win. Somebody says, who do I think will win? I hope it's Mark Henry. I hope Mark Henry gets to retire with one of those because they're not doing anything with it. Right. So why not just give that to him? Right. Yeah, you never know. Maybe Big Show, too. Did Big Show, did he ever actually win it? He did once, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Yes, he won it. Yeah. He's getting ready to wrap it up, too, I think. So I think he said he's got another year left. He's under 400 pounds, he says, for the first time since 1995. I'll tell you a funny little piece of trivia. So you saw that interview that he did with Chris Van Vliet, the big show? Yes. Before I was talking to you about doing podcasts, I was talking to Chris Van Vliet. Really? He's from Toronto. Wow. And he's a big hockey fan and a big wrestling fan. And he's actually a really good guy, too. But uh, yeah. he told me that he would never be allowed due to his television commitments. And mm-hmm. then I found you, and then I talked to Bill Apter, and hey. all came together. I did a lot of free work for Bill Apter. And while I was doing it, it was getting my start. I was like, I wonder if this will ever pay off. I wonder if this will ever pay off. As it turns out, it did. Yeah, now you get to talk to Canadians every day. <laughs> I will say, Bill ditched me as soon as I got a, a, a paying job. Really? Like, I love Bill after, but I was like, hey, listen, I'll still contribute to you for free just because of who you are and what you did for me. Right. He's actually, Ditched me. I've, I've talked to him on the phone one time and he's actually a really, he seemed like a really nice, nice guy and a real Incredible. genuine guy. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is uh, fantastic. Very instrumental in getting my, my career started because you either have it or you don't in, in this type of thing. And Luckily, he let me do it, and it worked out for me. So, yeah, Bill, a big fan of Bill After. We need to have him on a show sometime. He hit me up like a month ago to follow up on things, and I told him not yet or not now and haven't heard from him since. So we'll see you in the new year. Yeah, that'd be cool. Somebody says, damn, just got here, missed everything. These are on demand, dude. You can watch it back. Technology, I'm telling you, it's amazing. It's It's awesome. I was telling Sean before he went off the air, if I can't get this thing to work, I'm, I'm an old school Canadian. Give me like two tin cans and a piece of string and, you know. Jeez. Somebody says, how's Alex working as editor? He's terrible. <laughs> Time for a pay cut, Sean? For him? For, Not for me. No, but I meant for him. I meant for him. He's got a kid on the way. Yeah. No, actually, Alex, like, you see, you all, you, it's like people don't understand what goes into the editing thing. It's like. If we need something transcribed, there's Alex. We need the galleries updated, there's Alex. Wrestling events updated, Alex. Uh, if we got to get, if we're like super behind and we want to uh, uh, assign to our freelancers, Alex does some of that as well. Also, he does our previews, he does raw coverage, he does pay per view coverage, podcasting. There's a ton of, the other day he had to edit a part of our podcast that was already up on YouTube, but we had a two minute area where google screwed up audio and i had to have that taken out alex uh collaborated with anna bauer actually and got that done so it takes help to be but great yeah. sean doesn't it it does like who and the thing was when we started though the week we launched it was ufc 200 yeah. week and i was like well it won't get any busier than this 
Then SummerSlam week happened. And then the WWE draft happened. Then everybody in WWE and UFC were failing drug tests. And then I had a wedding. And I was like, okay, it can't get any more busy than that. I'm still waiting on the honeymoon, bud. When's that happening? Oh, man. Well, here's the thing. I floated the idea of going to Orlando for WrestleMania since, uh, or WrestleMania week since Alex will be able to man the ship remotely. Now, the thing is, I have zero interest in watching WrestleMania live. I would like to go there, fly back the day before, the day of, but go to WrestleCon, get some interviews and stuff. But, of course, my wife gets wind of this, and she goes, oh, you know what's in Orlando? Harry Potter World. And I'm like, oh, God. I got off easy getting her to agree, Harry Potter World. I'm like, you know what? That's not too bad. Maybe it's bad now that I got these $400,000 student loans coming my way, but I got off pretty easy there. Maybe I can parlay that. I don't know. I don't know. It depends. But, yeah, it's going to happen because I can't, can't labor without a honeymoon. Well, my father-in-law works for Disney. I think I've told you that. So when the time comes, yeah. I'll, I'll do what I can to hook you up. Can he unfreeze Walt Disney for me? Uh, I mean, he can pull a plug. Does he have that? I can, I I can say, ask does him he have that pole, I guess. <laughs> Jimmy, anything you want to let the people know before we go? No, not really. I, uh, I was, like I said, I was looking forward to doing this. You and I, uh, you know, I, I consider you a friend now. I've been talking to you every day for yeah. months, never met in person, never even had a face to face like this. So, uh, I was looking forward to doing that. We're going to work hard to try to get a new regular Friday podcaster. I know you're talking to a couple of people, so we'll see if anything yeah. comes of that until then. Uh, I'm happy to fill in whenever I get the chance and, uh, that's it. Everybody that's a fan of Fightful, just keep tuned in. We're working on a lot of stuff, and uh, we know it takes time to build. We know that you don't build uh, traffic overnight. That's why I've dedicated at least a year to this whole thing, and Sean knows that. You're not getting fired tomorrow. So hey. uh, keep tuned in, and we'll see what happens. Somebody says, Jimmy Van, you got a great product here and a great hire, and the heartbreak kid, Sean Ross Sapp. Not the heartbreak kid. I'm 31 years old. I didn't know your mom listens to the podcast. Hey, clearly, clearly that's who wrote that message that you just read. She did call me during this podcast, actually. Uh, There you go. So guys, uh, we will be back. I think me and Joe probably doing a show tomorrow night after the ultimate fighter 24 finale. If not, we'll do that Sunday afternoon and I'll talk final battle. Of course we have a show after WWE TLC. uh, But most importantly, guys, here's what you got to do. You got to support. Go over to our friends at Fresh Clean Teas. And, you know, stylish teas, sometimes kind of hard to find. If, if you're shopping at WWE Shop, eh, not, not the easiest thing. You're going to get somebody's face plastered on your shirt. You're going to get some janky logo. Not to Fresh Clean Teas. I actually got they a question have, for you. Got a question for sure. you. I heard Alex saying he wants an FWO t-shirt. Is that true? Yeah. Can Fresh Teas do that? I don't know. I'll ask them. I'll ask, uh, I'll ask the people over there. They're good people. Look into it, and maybe we'll hook sh- for, uh, Alex up because if I remember right, he said he would wear it every day, and I'm so holding him to oh, that. Man. I'm holding him to that. You do take everything so literally. I gotta, I'm telling you, I pay attention. Well, guys, check out FreshCleanTees.com. It's an awesome, super flexible service. You can do subscription packages or one-time shops. They're good for any occasion, and uh, they're, they're so magically soft, you guys. You don't understand. You really don't get it. Is that a term it, that you it, tend it, to use often is magically soft? 
magically soft. Yeah, it works. It works. It does. Eventually, it works, even when it's magically soft. Uh-huh. One customer said that he is the Indiana Jones of t-shirts, and fresh, clean teaser is holy grail. You can check out their premier t-shirt subscription box and save 20% with the code FIGHTFUL. Go help out the podcast, you guys. Till next time, guys. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.